You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B O D I dot com. Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. TGIF, everybody, or whatever day it is when you're listening to this, we hope you're feeling good, feeling great, and having a great day. If you can't tell already, I'm a little caffeinated. So this is going to be fun. Uh, New Jersey, thank goodness for New Jersey, and we'll talk about Dallas in a minute because Jersey is the gift and the light that we continue to get. It is my beacon of hope every week. It's like... Atlanta's good. I love, I love Atlanta. It's not my favorite season of Atlanta. And so, but it's, it's better than Dallas, but it's like when Wednesday rolls around, I'm like, Oh, here we go. The fun is starting. I got my Jersey boys. I've got the ladies. And then I know the next day summer house. It's like, that is really what gets me through the week. It's kind of reminds me, remember how you get excited over TGIF? Like oh the God, lineup, that Friday lineup that you would get of those shows. That's kind of how I feel with Wednesday, Jersey, Thursday, Summer House right now. I could not agree more. And I actually really miss the TGIF lineup. Like the being excited for Friday night TV, TGIF. And we usually did pizza night on Fridays too growing up. So it was like a double double win as a child. Oh, well, this is the closest thing we're going to yeah, get. Here we go. It's This is our pizza night, TGIF <laughs> night. Uh, we are still at the Jersey shore and I honestly would not be upset if they just stayed there for like the next five episodes. I wouldn't either. I kind of, you know, I wouldn't mind like a spinoff Jersey at the, sh- like, well, I guess you wouldn't call it Jersey at the shore, but <laughs> <laughs> Jersey shore, like a housewives version of truly the Jersey shore. I would love kind of, I would kind of like that honestly, cause I think they're all fun. They, you know, get a, take some shots and everything. But one thing that I kind of loved, so Teresa is ready to get pounded by someone. I mean, I'm sorry for sounding a little crass there, but she's very, very ready. And Dolores makes a statement and I don't remember the details of why she made the statement, but she made a statement about paying attention to red flags. I think she was saying like, you're so eager to get into a relationship. Just like, don't be blinded going into it, which is very ironic. Cause I think the Dol- Dolores wants a companion beyond Frank so bad that she's ignoring all the red flags with David. It is very ironic. And if you want to know more about Teresa's oh. boyfriend, Louie, dirty Louie, 
Um, check out our Patreon. We've got some tea. We've been connected with some people who have dated him and there's a lot there. So there are definitely some red flags that she should be paying attention to. So patreon.com slash real moms of Bravo for more dirt on Louis or Luis. Uh, so the dinner I thought was actually going to be like a really fun, nice night. I thought it was kind of cute. They separated the men and women. I was really excited about that. Cause I'm like, Oh, the guys are going to be a little bit more like a boy's night, you know, poker table type of conversation. It, um, I feel like the night went South basically once the appetizers were delivered, it was, it was n- like not my favorite dinner. Yeah. And Marge, we love Marge. Like she's truly one of hands down, one of my favorite housewives on screen and off screen. She's hard of gold. Yeah. It was really hard to watch. It's always hard to watch one of your favorites do something you don't like. And her doubling down on her comments about Jennifer staying at home really like, oh, it's like, damn it, Marge. I think this is why. And it like, as a working mom, Like, I hate seeing this whole, like, and I only say as a working mom, just so you kind of can identify like who we are, but like, I hate the whole working mom versus stay at home. Like the argument, I feel like, I mean, at the end of the day, being a mom is the toughest job in the world, whether you are a working mom or a stay at home mom and making it seem like women who stay at home, like don't work as hard or have it easier you know, we posted a meme about it and there were a lot of people that got like heated. And I think this happens anytime you kind of like make any comment regarding like the comparison between working mom and stay at home mom. But, you know, I mean, the thing about being a stay at home mom, is like someone said, like, you know, if I worked a nine to five and then came home and complained about my job, it's not a big deal, but I'm not supposed to complain about being a mom. There's really no breaks. Like it's so challenging. And I think when you don't recognize that it just, I don't know. It continues a stigma that like, you're just like a little Susie homemaker and you have it easy just staying at home while your husband brings in all the money. It's like her husband can bring all that money in because she's at home with the kids. Absolutely. Well, and five kids, that's no joke. I mean, that's, uh, that's no joke. I think the tough part too. So I created that meme. I said the hardest job in the world is a stay at home parent. And listen, I'm speaking from my experience as a working parent, the little few times that I've stayed at home, that is my opinion. I, I, that post wasn't intended to be like, you know, stay at home moms are tougher or better than working moms. I'm just speaking from my personal experience and my point of view in life and where I'm at. Um, and Marge did comment on that post and she said, all moms are to be supported with whatever they choose. My right arm Lexi brings her son to work every day. It was important to her that she can spend time with him and work. My comment was directed towards Jennifer in an argument and was referring to our different values in a relationship and the way we are within our marriages. So there you have it. Um, I did think it was nice that Jackie said in her interview, she's like, not that I'm, you know, a big fan of Jennifer's, but she's like, I will say at times it is easier to go to a job than stay at home with your kids. And I do think, um, there is a little bit of an argument to be made there, especially right now. I think with a lot of people working from home and kids in daycare, like it is kind of nice to like be, you know, come home. And I know people are still working very hard while working from home. I've worked from home for seven years. So I do like get like defensive when people are like, Oh, you just sit on the couch, and watch TV. But you know, like I get to have a warm coffee and actually like drink it and enjoy it. And I can kind of like plan my day. And if I need to go, sometimes I can like schedule time, like a lunch break to go like run an errand. And it's, if you're home with the kids all day, you're taking those kids with you. And I, I do agree at times it is easier to go work. Now I will say 
there are a lot of times too, where your job, like you have to then work at night and you're exhausted and you're, you feel like you're doing, having to wear both hats. Um, but I think there's stay at home moms that feel that way too. Yeah. I mean, I think it's all perspective and, you know, us talking right now is based on our perspective and our experiences as working moms. And there's definitely sacrifices working moms, parents, um, give up. You feel like you're never present enough or, you miss out on some like milestone things because your kids are at daycare and there's, I mean, the grass isn't always greener. I think there's, there's definitely truth to that. And I think, you know, what you said about the narrative of staying home versus working mom, like this isn't, and none of this and us talking about this is intended to like make one tougher than the other. Like you said, being a mom is hard enough, but I think let's normalize just talking about our experiences and, you know, based on your opinion, like that's just how you feel and respect that. I think sometimes in the mom world, um, it can become voluted a little bit. And I loved reading all the comments we received and seeing all the different points of view. And that's okay. Cause it's based, anyone sharing their point of view and opinion is based on their own personal experiences. Agreed. Uh, but one thing that I will feel a little bit more passionate on and probably, um, not so politely disagree is anyone who thinks that Joey Gorga basically being upset that Melissa is not staying at home and dinner isn't ready and waiting for him at four o'clock anymore. And that's why he's not getting attention. That drives me nuts. And I think for me, this is like a, a seasons long issue with Joey Gorga and that like, you know, his daughter, you know, let's not talk to her about sex yet. Well, she's a teenager and has a boyfriend. It probably needs to be discussed. And I eat, like we talked about this couple podcast episodes ago, you know, that the second one of his boys gets a girlfriend, oh yeah, he gets all the girls. He's going to be bragging, like probably like implying that he's already like banging chicks when he's 16. Cause that's cool, but it's not okay for his daughter. I just think the double standard and the fact that like, he just really is almost like threatened by strong women. It really, really bugs me. It really bothers me. But one of um, the Bravo fan accounts Brands by Bravo posted a meme about this feeling like very much like another fake storyline by the Gorgas because it's like you're so threatened by someone who's never around and this is all happening during a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, you know, she's never around. She has all these appearances, but it's like, wait, where this you're arguing about her during a pandemic. Like, where is she really going? So it does <laughs> like what yeah. That's a very good, like she talk, was talking about like fashion week. I'm like, I'm pretty sure fashion week has been canceled for almost two years now. Yeah. So I don't know, but a thousand percent, I think Joey, and this is something we've seen time and time again, when Melissa wanted to start the envy, the boutique and all that shit, he is so threatened and it's just very misogynistic. And maybe he just doesn't have the right words and saying like, Hey, I need attention don't blame it on her job. Just say you need attention and need time as a couple. But there's other ways to say that. And there's other ways to go about it. Like don't put it on her job. Like, and that's also accountability on his end too. Like you got to make just as much of an effort as she does. Yeah. And then I think it was, so then he decides to pull a prank on Melissa and he's going to, you know, make it seem like he changes Frank senior's name in his phone. and makes it seem like you know, she's, uh, Giselle, the realtor and, you know, she's calling all the time and he purposely leaves his phone out, which I will say, I kind of had a hunch. I'm like, this seems like this is too, like, I actually thought it was another fake storyline from the Gorgas just cause they do that a lot. I'm like, this feels very, very forced. And then all of a sudden she's getting upset. And he said, it was like, I was so happy to see that she got jealous and she still has that fire. Cause that means she cares about me. I'm like, I think you're confusing trust issues with caring for someone. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, Joey, Joey G, I just can't. <laughs> I'm just, I love him. I do. But it, there are pieces of him as with anyone that you love that are just not perfect. That being said, did you catch that Frank Jr. gave Gia a hug? I didn't oh. catch that, but that, oh, no, no, I cried. Uh, two judgy girls have posted this a couple times and I couldn't agree more. Like no, no was everyone's no, no. And I, you know, as Bravo fans, we don't always love the same housewives and, you know, people there's like, you know, team Monique, team Candace. There's times where we feel very split team, Jackie, team Teresa. I don't think there's a Bravo fan out there that wouldn't say like they, that they didn't just love no, no with every bit of their heart. And anytime he's on like brought up back on like the screen and we have a little bit of a tribute to him. I think everyone cries. I always cry when I see him. And Gia's speech and how she said he was truly my best friend. I know. Oh my God. I mean, could you imagine? Like I look at my, I think about like my baby girls and they have great relationships with their grandparents. And, but I just would, it just made me melt to think like, but she, that had to feel so good from Teresa that her daughter had such a close relationship um, with her dad. Like I just, that was really sweet. And you don't always see that like very often. And that's just a testament to how close that family is. I, I, I thought it was really touching. And I just think too, for the girls, they've gone through a lot. Um, There were times, you know, where their mom wasn't home, their dad wasn't home. And no, no, was, was always there for them. So, I mean, in some ways they lost almost like a third parent too. Yeah. Mr. Mom. Yeah. So I just, it, I feel for them. It was a really, really beautiful celebration of his life. Uh, I loved that it was still very much a party because no, no, he loved him some wine. I think he would have wanted everybody taking shots and celebrating and really uh, it being, I, even though it was sad, it was also like just really beautiful and joyous in a way to just celebrate such a great life. And I mean, taking shots of hot sauce too. I wish I would have saw someone do that. I would have kind of. I really wanted someone to like just grab like a Chulo bottle and drink it like No No did. Oh, No No. Rest in peace. We love you, No No. And now we have to do like a really weird transition into maybe the worst Housewives episode of all time. I am about ready to cancel Dallas. Yeah, we won't waste your all's ears (laughs) on too much time on Dallas. I mean, my biggest hot take on Dallas is I thought Carrie was incredibly rude. Listen, we can all have opinions. Like I was was gone on my soapbox earlier about things. We can all have opinions, but you don't have to be mean and be an asshole to someone. You you don't always have to agree with the people um, around you, but you can be respectful to them. And I just thought her behavior was gross. It was disgusting. I think it felt very much, I was getting kind of like Ramona vibes from her the entire episode. Cause she was like, Oh, when you guys came to visit me, you know, my fancy, basically like Villa in Mexico, there was staff greeting you. I'm like, you're staying at a cabin in Oklahoma. Did you really think that there was going to be somebody to grab your bags and cook for you? I mean, this is, it, it basically is like, you know, going to someone's lake house, you know, it's not, it's not like going to someone's fancy Villa in Mexico. And I felt like just for the rest of the trip, she very much had this Ramona vibe of like, I'm better than everyone who's going to be, you know, waiting on me and I'm in the top 1% and I'm, you know, I'm up here, you're down here. And just the way she treated this guy who, you know, first of all, Stephanie brought him in, you know, his name was Charles, um, you know, brought him in to do the Bigfoot hunting. And he was talking about different, like, 
types of hunting things he's done. He clearly is a man who loves living in Oklahoma and being out in the woods and being outdoors. That might not be Carrie's cup of tea and that's fine, but she didn't have to make him feel like he should be ashamed or embarrassed for his hobbies. No, not at all. I just, it's just really weird. And I also thought like the question she asked, like, do you get a hard on Yeah, when you kill an animal? Like that's just, listen, like it's just very crass and disrespectful. And I think about if a man would ever say that to a woman, like, do you get off on whatever? Like, it's just, it just was really um, tone deaf. And, you know, the one thing I'll give Carrie credit and listen, like I'm rooting for Carrie in the sense that we don't have a lot of Latinx representation on Bravo. So I so deeply, <laughs> I'm like clinging on. You need her like, to do better. Like, yeah. I need you to do better. Like, please, there's not a lot of us, mama. Like I need you to do better. But I, I give her props for when Stephanie did confront her about it, that she didn't like try to defend her behavior and acknowledge it and apologized. Yeah. I like will give her sliver of credit. Yeah. I will give her that. Um, I feel like that's all the life we really need to give Dallas right now. Um, other than I will just say, uh, the only reason why I will continue watching it is really, uh, because of Tiffany and possibly Stephanie. Um, in this episode, I was really glad that she stood her ground and let Carrie know just how embarrassing and awful her behavior was instead of like kind of pushing it under the rug, which I think Stephanie can do at times. But other than that, I really have no other comments. Oh yeah. No comment. Sorry. I just had a thought, but I realized we're sharing some news on Dallas. On our oh, Twitter. say yeah, there's some <laughs> Dallas tea, uh, a little bit of disappointment, but that will be over on our Patreon. Um, so go to patreon.com slash real moms of Bravo after listening to this and you can, uh, hear that in our weekly update. Okay. So Atlanta, I kind of forgot about all the hurricanes that hit New Orleans until watching this. Like 2020 really was a shitty year. Yeah, a very shitty year. And Marlo, who we love, oh, that fight was something else. And I I did feel bad for Big Frida because you can tell she was very, very upset. Like she's hosting. I just felt very, very bad. I I mean her behavior. And then, so we saw like the fight happen at dinner and like, she even asked big Frida like a question. And I think she was trying to, I think she was trying to say that like, she was being like subtle about it, but she was being basically without saying like Bolo and, you know, Kenya and Portia, she was being very, very direct. And then we saw like a scene where she was taking a picture and she was like, okay, be fake bitches. I'm just like, oh my God, like you are a guest. This guy, you know, is basically like inviting you guys in and he's cooking for you. And this is how you're going to behave. Like that is so, I, I totally understand why majority of the women were completely embarrassed by her behavior. And I was honestly shocked by it. Marlo usually isn't this, I don't want to say petty because she can be petty, but she's usually, I just feel like she usually is a little bit more better behaved. Yeah, no, I just thought it was, it was a very strange, and I just loved when Brig Frida, when she said, I'm really lost <laughs> in everything. She's like, I don't know what you're getting at. Like, this sounds really dumb. I mean, yeah, it sucks for Marlo that she's being put in the middle with your friendship. But listen, if it were me, and like, let's say you are Portia, you would be the Portia in this scenario. I'm Marlo, and then I have a distant friend who I don't, you know, who I've reconnected with. Regardless, 
if someone shared that about you, I think you like Candy said, you just gotta mind your just let it go. Like you can think what you want to think deep down inside, but at the end of the day, it doesn't impact your everyday life. It doesn't change anything. Like you just let it go. And if you were to then tell me like, yes, I did hook up with Bolo and girl, that third leg, then we, we could talk about it. But until you're ready to tell me about it, I just, just let it go. And then, I mean, Kenya admittingly said, well, at the dinner, finally, they're letting the mouse go. Like, okay, if this is true, what's the worst that could happen? Like what, does that change anything? No, it doesn't. So let Bolo go. Well, they're making what was a great moment with Bolo into like the most annoying thing. We're like getting close to like puppy gate territory. Just, yeah, like let it go. This is, we're all done with this. This is no reason that for it to be discussed about, you know, now we're on another trip. Like we have moved beyond Bolo. And honestly, Marlo might feel like she's in the middle, but she a hundred percent put herself in the middle. There is a very easy way where you can say to Kenya, I'm so happy to be friends again. And if she started bringing up all the Bolo stuff, just say, you know, while I'm so invested in our friendship, I'm, I'm also still friends with the Porsche. And so like, this is just a conversation or a topic I don't want to discuss. I, th- I really don't think Kenya would have kept pushing it, especially since she kind of admitted like, okay, we're done with it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, uh, so I'm trying to think. So then they come back, although it was kind of weird. Portia decides to leave and this had nothing to do with the hurricane. Portia left because of the fact that this conversation continually got brought up. I mean, she was, I guess, smart because of the hurricane, but I wasn't. I was kind of surprised that production didn't say like, all right, women, we need to get out of here. Like when Candy said, I got to go, I'm leaving. The storm looks bad. Like, why didn't the rest of them leave? I mean, I guess for the television, <laughs> the television, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm guessing by the time they realize like how bad the storm is going to be, maybe all the flights were yeah. gone. It's too point. late. Yeah. There's a, there's a really good chance. And I don't know how far away Atlanta is from New Orleans. I'm, I'm really bad at geography. So I don't know if it would have been like a long drive too, but, um, so they basically, they all get back safely despite, you know, having to pack without power and it getting a little crazy and Portia and Cynthia have to do a like promotion. I love the ring light that they had. I'm pretty sure it's the same one that you and I have, but I felt like it was so relatable how they had to keep redoing it. Um, anytime Vanessa and I have had to do a cameo or anything where it's like a little bit like, like a sponsored post it, you might only see like 15 seconds. It takes like 30 minutes to get a good 15 second clip. Oh, it takes a long time. Like I've been on a real TikTok kick lately and those 15 seconds, um, if you were to see me, the behind the scene (laughs) getting there, you all would laugh and make fun of me a lot. And I welcome that because it takes a lot of effort. So I thought it was funny. I, I related to that. I was really impressed with how great Blaze looks though. Their restaurant looks unbelievable. It's very elegant, but also kind of casual, but upscale casual. I would totally go to Blaze. Same. And I want Candy to get a spinoff with all her restaurants and her businesses. I, I think, you know, I don't think Candy gets enough credit for her entrepreneurial entrepreneurial, I can't say, I can't speak, um, side, like she's got, I forgot the other restaurant uh, name, but she's got two restaurants and I just, she's hustling, she's acting, she's got her sex toys. Like she's just 
the girl doesn't she doesn't sleep. sleep. I was gonna say she works I, nonstop. She works nonstop, and I feel like she doesn't get enough like love and credit for that. No, I completely agree. Uh, all right. Well, that is this week's recap. So it is time for our shout out. And I think our shout out has to be to everyone's angel. No, no. I just feel like, you know, we haven't given him a full on shout out since I don't think since we've been doing this, have we given no, no a shout out? No, I don't know that we have. I mean, it's very possible that we yeah. have, but to my memory as of this morning, no. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Well, our shout out, even if we've done it before, we haven't done it since his passing. So no, no, we love you. We miss you. And, um, you are our shout out cause you are every Bravo's no, no, every Bravo fans, no, no. And you are now everyone's angel in heaven. So we miss you and we love you and a big shout out to no, no. I feel like now I'm going to cry. Damn it, Abby. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize it was so, I was I had such a way with words. Um, but we also love all of you listening. And if you are, have not done so already, please subscribe to this podcast so that you can get alerts. Anytime we put out our new episodes, any bonus episodes, we have a really good one coming up for anyone who has young kids or is about to be expecting another kid. Um, you'll really like what we're putting out next week. So make sure you subscribe to real moms of Bravo. After you hit subscribe, go ahead and hit five stars. If you've got like another 30 seconds, leave us a review it truly makes our day and it really helps us get top talent on there. If we are a more visible podcast, it's just easier when we reach out to these Bravo loves, they've heard of us. And, um, we know that you guys love when we have them on. So it means so much to us. And, uh, final two requests. If you are not already following us on Instagram, please do at real moms of Bravo. It is where you will get the daily tea. There's always something going on. We also sprinkle in little pieces of wisdom and advice on motherhood. And, you know, Vanessa has been just killing the reels. So if you want to go check those out, please go to real moms of Bravo at inst on Instagram. And then, as we mentioned throughout this episode, we do have our Patreon page for, um, as little as $3 a month. You can hear our weekly headlines where we give you what's going on in the Bravo world and pop culture world, as well as some deep dives. And we have a really good one coming up about dirty Louie or is he Louise? I don't, He's Louis, right? He's he's Louise, but he nicknamed is Louis. Louis. Okay. I just so, like calling it Dirty Louis because has a yeah. better ring to it. I agree. Dirty Louis just doesn't roll off the tongue. So Dirty Louis is coming up. So make sure that you go over to patreon.com slash real moms of Bravo. And with that, we will catch you next week. Is your daily grind getting you down? A thermospas hot tub may be the solution. Just a few minutes under those powerful, soothing jets, and all your stress seems to melt away, like you're lying on a cloud of bubbles. You'll not only feel better, but sleep better, too. Call 877-861-4672 now, and for a limited time, save $1,250. Call 877-861-4672 or visit thermospas.com to schedule a free on-site assessment.